everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. I am your host, Greg Scott. With me, I've got my co-host, Jay Beaverton, and a special guest host, Tommy G. All right, Tommy G and James. Who? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Let it begin. All right. If you're new to the show, thanks for checking us out. If you're a returning listener, thanks for continuing to check us out. Appreciate it. Yeah. We have a lot of fun on the show. At least I like to think we do. I think so. It's pretty fun. Yeah. So if the title didn't give it away, our show explicitly looks at beards, brews, and bourbons. Uh, Beards is kind of a catch-all. It's like manly things, bearded things, shaving tips. Products. Anything that... Yeah, products. Yeah, we do product reviews. We do websites that have products on them. We kind of go around and around. We also do brews. So that's anything uh, brewed, usually beer. We uh, sample it. We review it. We give you some notes. Buy it or don't buy it. You know, we do that kind of thing. And we do the same thing for the bourbons. Yep. So without further ado, we'll just jump right in. So this week of the show, Jim found us an article out of themanual.com or as i say the manual.com been working on my dad jokes lately right mm-hmm. yeah, nice yeah there is no hyphen though so if you look it up online it's you have to look up themanual.com don't put a don't put a space or a hyphen in between yeah that's good advice uh all right jim what'd you find for us well uh again there's a lot of there's always kind of like a, a lot of beard uh articles about products and in, in 2021 plus i'd like to be current uh, I know these are kind of evergreen shows, but it's still year, the year is 2021. Uh, this was uh, published during the summertime. So it just has a kind of a listing and even includes prices and sources where you can get these products. Uh, it's good for, for if you're like starting to grow a beard or maintaining a beard like I am, because I'm getting into it now where it's, it's not annoying me all the time, but it is annoying me sometimes. Like I'll just find myself absently just scratching for 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 no reason so it's it's good to have products on hand to be able to kind of stifle that and uh the whole kind of you know it's it's irritating me i'm gonna shave it off so kind of stave off that that uh thought that you have but it just goes through uh like the first i think the first thing that comes up is kind of a combination it's an organic shave prep and beard oil and they kind of go for the space where that if you're like me you have a sniff in another and they uh there's a limited amount of counter space so it's nice to have a product that has two things in one, especially if you're continuing to kind of like shave parts uh, of your beer, like especially like under the under the neck. So a lot, of, a lot of guys shave that part. So it's good to kind of have maybe a prep thing that does the same thing as a uh, a beard oil would do. So it kind of preps your skin for shaving it and then kind of keeps the beard moist, soft, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's nice. Little uh, little lubrication for the shave and a little bit of moisture for the fur on your face there yeah yeah because i've run into that a little bit too because i'm trying to because i because sh- i don't want it to look out of control because i know it doesn't it doesn't always look like it looks in the magazines you have to maintain it and you do have to trim and shave some things because i don't want to look because it'll, it'll go like patchy upwards and you kind of want to shave that to like not have this weird kind of design on your face because sometimes your natural hair doesn't do what you want it to do so you definitely need to groom it. Yeah, one side grows slightly thicker than the other, or just higher on one cheek than the other. Right. Or, yeah. Plus, I'm finding that my the, the my beard here definitely like one way it'll go, it'll like groom one way, 
and then the other side will kind of groom the other way. So you have to kind of not necessarily force it to do that. Just go with the like kind of the natural way your hair grows, but kind of work that through. In fact, there's a product in here that I'm looking at. It's actually a beard balm, which I don't have. I've got beard oil, and I've got like again like like conditioner and that kind of thing. But I don't have a balm. It's basically like kind of like a control, something like a pomade, I would think. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's like called Bevel, I think is what it's called. Um, and it's kind of like a blend of shea butter, coconut oil, and it apparently is fragrance-free. So, yeah, it looks like a thing that you could probably use after you get out of the shower and just kind of massage it in and, and kind of shape your beard if it's kind of unruly. So I may have, I may pick that up myself. It's, uh, it says it retails for about $13, so I may look that up myself. Yeah, this article is nice because it gives you kind of a range of, like, products and prices so you've got like your shea butter or your sorry your uh your balm which is like you know like i said it's thick it's gonna let you style your beard and also hydrate you pretty well and mm-hmm. it's nice to see like some different price points because like this stuff can get it can get pricey pretty quick so some of it on the website here is easy to find stuff at like sally's and then some of it's like uh, a little more expensive from uh sephora or uh alta yeah, yeah. some uh, online stuff um, yeah, I was looking through is some pretty decent uh, products. Um, I do like uh, the different prices and stuff, and that the balm. I, I enjoy using a balm, uh, especially like just out of the shower and stuff. Uh, it seems to always last, or always feels like it lasts a little bit longer than some of the oils I've used. It's always a good. And it feels. I don't know about you, Tommy, but like for a balm for me, it feels cleaner. Like when you're done, sometimes the oils feel like it kind of. Yeah, uh, in your face, your hands. Yeah, yeah. I'll, a lot of times I'll put a oil on real quick, like first, and then I'll put the balm on over the top just to uh, kind of keep the hydration and make it so it's yeah, it's not so I guess oily. You know, it's like if it doesn't absorb, it's and it stays on the, the top of the, the hairs. It's it does get a little messy sometimes. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to try a, that. Let's see uh, what else is in here. There's a they have a thing with that, that's a spray. I don't have a spray. That was a scotch and porter spray. That was, might be interesting to try. Apparently That's like the name. Yeah. Apparently it's apparently it's like a lighter touch, I think is what they're saying. And More then of a leave-in conditioner type of thing. Yeah, I think so. Might be interesting. And there's like an itchy beard one as well. A softener, it says. Well, hopefully all these are going to soften your beard because you're, you're <laughs> hydrating it, you know. Right, you'd hope. Yeah. I like the, la- I like the last one. That kind of goes into like the <laughs> reading something that came from Mary Poppins because they did throw like a, like a lot of Britishisms in there. It's towards the it's towards like towards the last one, it's the Murdoch London Red Church Beard Moisturizer, which is a lot. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. <laughs> All right, Beard Church. Okay. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, it's good. It's pre- it's a fairly good article. Again, it's got good price points, and uh, it's it, it, at the very least, it's a good starting place to to see multiple products that you'd want to use. There are tons and tons of products, so yeah. it's nice to have someone kind of curate it for you sometimes. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, the manual, let's see. I haven't heard of these guys before. Yeah, I haven't either. It seems like they have a pretty wide range of, uh, of topics in their articles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fashion, food, drink, travel, and, of course, grooming, which you're reading right now. So, yeah, but it helps to be, especially for a website like this, it helps to be a catch-all or a know-it-all a little bit just to kind of have everything. Plus, like, I, I'm seeing now, like, how-tos. How to smoke a cigar, how to drink whiskey, <laughs> how to shape a beard. So, hmm, that sounds familiar. Wait a second. <laughs> we don't write Step. anything down, though. We just, we just talk about it. That's right. That's right. 
I will say you probably want to visit the site on your phone. Mm. At least uh, the website on the computer is so-so. It's formatted better for a phone. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was even having trouble just resizing it, like uh, zooming in and zooming out. It, it didn't really want to play well, but it looks nice on the phone. Yeah, I think it's, the, I, I want to say it's the ads that it'll get kind of get kind of get buggy on on laptops or desktops just because it'll they want to get clicks i mean that's what we're that we're all here clicks views likes all that stuff yeah <laughs> bells yeah i love bells but yeah it's it's but i will say that on the phone it's not like some of the other kind of clickbait stuff i read sometimes it's not like if i hit the wrong thing it'll mr it'll redirect to a completely different article not finding that, but but I can see how it's kind of designed like that with like the pictures and the links in between each each section of the article. I think that's going to do it for the beards portion of the show. We're going to groom our way down to a beer. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, now we are in the brews portion of the show where we are going to review a beer. Can't tell. We're opening one now. I guess I should get one <laughs> cracked. Foley effects. It's all Foley effects. It is. Edging towards fall. If we're not already in fall, or we're getting close to it. Summer's winding down. And so we are going to have a summer slash fall beer. A little uh, Oktoberfest beer, maybe. Nice pronunciation. And so we have Sierra Nevada's Oktoberfest, uh, our Marzen, right? Yes. Amber Marzen, it says what it says on the packaging here. I'm not quite familiar with the difference between a, I don't know what would not be an Amber Marzen, to be honest. Well, yeah. apparently, according to the website, they do they can run lighter depending on how much like uh, malt you put in or barley you put in. Yeah, I even I had to go back and research it because again, it's always it's nice to go back and just uh, read up again because you kind of lose track of what Marzen. I would think I think is like kind of the more elusive style because not you don't hear about it that much only during this one part of the year. But apparently, it is a, a lager. Again, it, depending on how much you toast the barley, it can end up being this color, which is a nice amber color from what I'm seeing since I just poured it. Historically, back in the day, it used to be served during March because they would, they would keep it cold kind of over the wintertime in the caves and then serve it during the spring, springtime. But it's somewhere it changed uh, when they incorporated it into Oktoberfest. I, get, I would assume that's because of the refrigeration became a thing so you didn't have to use caves to keep it cold anymore so you could actually serve it whenever you wanted to so it became the national beer of oktoberfest uh in munich until about i'd say what it says is the 90s kind of the mid 90s because if you look at oktoberfest pictures now you see kind of that more lighter style beer it looks more like a lager or a pilsner you don't really see the amber in the big steins as much as you used to so they kind of switched to that because it's a lighter abv uh, it's a lighter style and you can drink more of it because uh, usually the Marzins, they, they're not high ABVs, but they usually run to maybe like 5.5 or 6s. So you don't want to be necessarily, especially if you're German and you're drinking it at the big steins, you don't want to be day drinking that because that will put you under the table. If you haven't seen before, you should definitely YouTube or, or Reddit or however you get your, your medias. There's some awesome pictures of these, you know, tiny German women, you know, and they're, you know, they're 20 or whatever year old picking up like 16 liters of beer to serve or however 20 liters it's insane it's yeah. like impressive feat yes and not spilling it, <laughs> not spilling it. yeah this one's from Sierra nevada so one off only comes out around this time of year it's a it's a uh 5.5 low ib no, low uh ibus only 19 That's um, 
Yeah. So it shouldn't be. It should be. So what is what it described as? Bready, biscuity, smooth and balanced. Again, but it uh, has a nice amber color. So it's basically what it is. Yeah. Looks good. And of course, Sierra Nevada is a uh, independently owned, I think, family operated unit, mm-hmm. which is one of the largest ones in the U.S., which is pretty cool. One of the largest and oldest. It's a real pretty color. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. That's a nice, like, amber. For me, at least, the nose is really light. Like, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of yeast, maybe? Like, bread yeast? A little bit. It's not overpowering. Like, if you baked bread the day before, you know, that's kind mm. of yeah. the hint of it. Prost? Yeah, Prost. Yeah, it's smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Get the maltiness. Not, not a lot of hoppiness at all. Which no. you can expect from the 19... 19- IBUs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting no, no hops at all on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no bitters to, to, uh, the balance it there. Mm-hmm. A little sweet, not too sweet, which isn't good. Yep. Finish is pretty clean. Lightly carbonated. I'm not getting much carbonation on that, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Did you guys get much head on yours when you poured it? Cause no. I didn't on mine. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, just a little bit of carbonation at first, but the carbonation quickly went away. There's a thin line of head, but that's about all I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of expecting like two inches of head on my little cup here, but or foam or whatever you want to say. Head, you know, mm-hmm. we're not talking about, you know, there's not dick jokes here. It's just uh, <laughs> the foam on the beer report. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's because uh, you see that again, you go back to the imagery of Oktoberfest and you see like the, the head, but I think that's from. Because that's coming from taps. Basically, it's not coming from individually canned or bottled beers. So you get more of a combination on that, I, I would think. Yeah. Yep. Very well balanced. Yeah, sl- slight bread notes. A little bit of sweetness. Not a lot of, I'm not getting a lot of caramel, though, but just like a tiny hint of sweetness in it. Yeah, like, like a honey or something, like a bready honey. Like Rick said, yeah, like if you baked a, a batch of honey, honey wheat bread and then mm-hmm. you had it the next day, it's basically what this would beer, beer would be. In liquid form. Yeah. <laughs> and the same amount of calories. Probably. At least this one that has alcohol in it, so you're getting something else with the carbs. Yeah, you're going in there. Yeah, it's a nice, nice easy drinker. I didn't realize it. I didn't realize margins were lagers, so that's that's news to me. I know I learned it when I went through the Cicerone training, but I quickly forgot it because I thought it was its own style. I guess if you look if you go back far enough, every every new style or style of beer comes from an older style. So you can always trace it back to, to its roots. So, so it makes sense that it's just a different type of lager. Right. Yeah, I, I, and I forgot that they switched because I always associate this with Oktoberfest, but they don't serve it in the big, uh, the big signs anymore. I think mine was a 12-pack, I think. Does it usually come in like those, like the bigger packaging? I thought they usually came in like the smaller, like six or four packs. But Sierra Nevada has been branching out lately with 12-packs, I think, because especially if it's going to be a one-off, they... Because yeah. I mean, they'll just try and get it out, like kind of push it out as far as fast as possible. So I guess having a twelve pack would make sense just to kind of get rid of it yeah. faster. Because again, it's not, no one's really going to be drinking a Marzen into like the holidays necessarily. So, so yeah, it makes sense to do that. Because I've seen there's a they make a double IPA that's now in there in a twelve pack too. So I didn't see oh, that. Well. I didn't see this in the twelve pack, but I, I that's, like I said, bought a sixer of it, but. It, was, it didn't surprise me that they would come out with more 12 Yeah, they had, the, they had the 12 pack up here. Okay, they did. Okay, cool. All right. Hmm, interesting. But I could, it's, it's a good beer to have on in quantity because, I mean, I guess it's easy to drink. 
if you do have if you do have a a boot in fact i think i'm going to try to find dig one of my boots out tonight and take a picture of it and put it on the website or something and there you are yeah so but your 12 ounce can compared to your like two liter boot or you know yeah. one and a half liter boot it, it, it would take it takes like i think i measured it once it takes like two and a half beers to fill it not okay. not counting my huge like oktoberfest stein that my that we got when i was in germany so that i don't even try to fill up anymore that's just for looks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i just want one beer guys one beer yeah it's just one beer if it's one if one glass right i've only had one beer today <laughs> yeah that's how that math works <laughs> well, any uh any closing thoughts on this uh Sierra Nevada Marzen. No, good. Well balanced. Finish is clean. Easy to drink. Definitely worth picking up. Well, that's going to do it for the brews portion of the show. We are now going to fest our way into the whiskeys. Yeah, I like that. That'll work. Now that we are in the bourbon portion of the show, the fun the fun can now begin. We can now have some bourbon. Tonight's bourbon. We're going to move out of our twenty dollar bottles and up up the ladder here a little bit. This is the last couple of shows we've done. We've done lower price ones. So this mm-hmm. I won't get the price point away because I like to save it to the end, but uh, a little more expensive than the last couple we've had. This is Larceny Bourbon from Heaven Hill. Uh, it is a 92 proof. I, I didn't know it was from Heaven Hill. I was reading about it and I was like, oh, another Heaven Hill product. Yeah, Heaven Hill. I guess originally it was uh, Fitzgerald's product. Mm-hmm. And then Heaven Hill bought them and they've now rebranded a re- this particular batch, at least into Larceny, because they still, they still do make Fitzgerald bottom and bonds and Fitzgerald products. But mm. so, yeah, so this is Larceny. It's a small batch. It is 92 proof. Like I said, Heaven Hill, you can find it just about anywhere you go. The mash bill is unfortunately not disclosed, but it's some combination of corn, wheat, and malted barley. They advertise having something to the effect of like one third extra wheat than the competitors. Mm-hmm. Which begs the question: Who are the competitors? Other weeded bourbon. So, you can think of uh, uh, makers, Weller. Weller. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically Pappy, but that's like way outside of the. That's like a convert. You know, you're comparing a a Chevy <laughs> to a, a Ferrari. You know. Yeah, basically. It's an interesting story. I was reading about. Again, I'm reading about this too. Apparently, John Fitzgerald. This may be a legend. I don't know, but apparently, he had the keys to Pappy Van Winkle's warehouse. And apparently he would take barrels out for himself since he had the keys to it back when it was the old Fitzgerald line, like which became prohibition maybe or something. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't explain, but they, I guess they, they're saying these became known as the Fitzgerald barrels. So it makes it makes interesting sense why it's called larceny because if he's just basically straight up stealing from Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah. That, that, that's a good segue to the title larceny stealing away. Yeah. What else do we have to say about this? I guess not much. Um, yeah, I didn't know it was weeded. I know I've had it before, but I didn't know it was a weeded bourbon until I started finding out, reading about it. Yeah, I'm surprised. There's not, I don't know, like there's a whole like wheat versus rye type thing, you know, but I like. I like both. Huh. I like both. I like bourbons that have both. I can't say I've ever had, I can't think of anything uh, like a four part where you got like corn, barley, wheat, and rye. That would be interesting. Yeah, I think there's a few, but I don't think I've had any. They must not play well together. Well, everybody has their own specific tastes. I mean, I usually drink rye, but lately I have been drinking more of the sweeter, like Buffalo Trace is definitely sweeter, and this will probably be on those, I assume would be on the sweeter side. So it's I don't imagine how it goes. Yeah, I think this is probably going to be on the sweeter side. Mm-hmm. It's got my nose. Yeah. Definitely get some sweetness on the nose. Yeah, so I've let good. mine sit out for about half an hour. So it's, mm. it's not that bad. 
No, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a little bit of a burn. I'm getting the alcohol on the nose, but mostly the sweetness is kind of overpowering it. Just a little fruit on the nose, but it's not like it's not very strong. Mm-mm. No wood or leather or really just kind of yeah. Yeah, it says it's aged in charred oak, but I'm not getting that at all. Well, you're ready to try this guy out. Yeah, a little bit of alcohol burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out yeah. strong at first on the front, but it's 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 pretty mellow on the back. Yeah, a little spice, but very little. Yeah, that's a quick finish. Holy moly! Mm-hmm. Sweetness. Yeah, I get actually I get wood on that, but that I don't know. A little charred wood in there, maybe. Mm-hmm. It says like in the like the website I'm reading, it's a banana bread, but I'm not getting that at all, really. No, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm trying to from. trying to place the, the the sweetness. Like it's not quite honey. It's not quite clove. It's like it's like a nutty nutty sweetness. Maybe brown sugar, something along those lines. Yeah, maybe that's where they get the banana, the banana bread from. Mm. I think that's the first time I've ever drink it, drink it straight though. And usually, I think I. Before, if I did have a bottle, I'd probably mix it with something. But yeah, no, this is good. You could sip this. You could sip this. I don't think it would hold. I, it's, I don't think it's a stinking up taste where you'd get it in a mixed drink. If you don't want to taste it in a mixed drink, this is probably great. Right. Um, I don't think it holds its taste through it. Yeah, the alcohol would come through. It was probably an old-fashioned dupe. It was probably that. It, the alcohol probably held through. But other than that, it probably got mixed in fairly well with the, with the old-fashioned that I made. It's not bad, but... There's not much, much to it. Yeah, like well, it has a nice mouthfeel. It does, it's not mm. watery tasting, You're which right. is good. Mm. It's just like it's kind of one dimensional, and it's really quick on the finish. It might be a good shooting whiskey. Just if you want to do a shot, <laughs> just do a shot of Lark. Just do a shot of Lark's need. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're doing Jameson versus this for shootings, you know, for pistola, pistolas, <laughs> you know, right. probably be okay. I mean, it's it's been a hot minute since I've had Weller and or Makers. So I, I can't recall how close of a comparison it really is between those. Yeah, say- it doesn't it doesn't remind me of Weller at all. Like it's definitely a shorter finish, shorter t- uh, less flavor. Yeah. I don't think I've ever even had regular makers other than maybe shots or a mix. Uh, I I've had the forty six fairly recently, and I don't, I'm okay. a fan of that. It's I don't like my alcohol to bite me back. <laughs> you know, it's sometimes makers. I, if I it remind it, if you're mixing it, it's great. If straight. It has a bit of a bite that's not my favorite, but the 46 does a pretty good job of mellowing that out. Mm-hmm. I've heard about, I've, I think I, I've had the, the Makers uh, 101, which I enjoyed. I don't know if I've had the regular Makers just straight. And Makers isn't a cheap bourbon. It's not. You know, it's not it's but just, I think uh, you're paying more for the, uh, the, the name brand plus like the whole the wax gimmick. <laughs> I say <laughs> gimmick. I, I don't mean to be like me, but it's just like, okay, I get it. I like the bottle. I like the bottle shape, but in in like with the, okay, the wax. You have to dip everything in wax. All right, it's 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 a good bourbon, but it's not. You're not as fancy as the label and the wax dipping make you sound. <laughs> that's that's some brilliant marketing. Like whoever it made is. that, like kudos on them. I, I don't know. It makes me want to try it. I, you know, like oh wow, that's that's fancy. You know, before I knew anything about bourbon or whiskey or anything, that's like one of the ones. Oh, that looks cool. You know, I want to get the one with the wax on it. Yeah. yeah, those were. I will say that those were a bitch to to put on the shelf because <laughs> they came in these huge, like the 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 seven fifties came in these huge boxes, and because like the the weird the oblong shape, so 
they came with so much cardboard in between them, keep them from like rallying together. It's just, it's just a, a, a mess to put them on the shelf and then take the box apart, which those boxes were so strong that we usually just get, like put them on the back and like let people take them for moving. Cause they make great moving boxes, but it's just, there's a pain in the ass to, to, to shelf. Yeah. I grabbed a couple of those boxes uh, for moving. We just got done moving and I had like, probably like 12 boxes of liquor yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's a good tip though because liquor is heavy glass and, and and liquid all these stores are happy to give them to you because they don't right. want to break them down and, and get rid of them so oh yeah you always hit them up on their yeah their distribution day and uh get quite a few empty boxes uh yeah larceny uh definitely less burn than that it doesn't taste like a 92 i don't because the burn is so mellow that i i would think it this was an 80 proof it's yeah. like it has a nice sweetness like definitely it's i mean it's not it doesn't have too much burn for me at all but yeah i i will say the first sip i uh, it felt some heat on it but after you know however much we've drank now to talking through this mm-hmm. it's mild it <laughs> mellowed out some i don't know it's nice i don't know if i'd want to sip on it frequently it's not bad though and so i guess we should get to the price point right yeah, so yeah so this clock's in about 27 dollars for a 750 milliliter. I don't know if that's appropriate or not, <laughs> you know? Yeah, especially now that I know it's a heaven, I mean, nothing wrong with Heaven Hill, but again, I, when I think of Heaven Hill, I think of the one on the bottom shelf. I don't think of the one on the middle or top shelf, but I know this one I've, I've seen in like ABC, if I wanted spirit stores, usually on the top shelf in the middle, like not the, like the tall shelves, but like those little, like the middle gondolas, it's usually on the top. So it's usually kind of, it's, uh, Put with the other bourbons that may be a little bit higher in price, like your, like your, uh, uh, what's the one with the key on it? Larceny. Does it have the key on it? Because there's another, maybe I'm thinking of another one. <laughs> Larceny is one with the key on it. <laughs> okay. But I thought there was one that actually had a physical key on the bottle. I don't remember. Oh, it's that's been a while. Uh, Blade and Key. Blade and Key. Blade and Key. Okay. Yeah, but that's, that's a $50 bottle right there. Yeah. So. But I know I've seen them together. I know I've seen, I've seen them kind of pushed together, in, at least in the same area of the store. Yeah, so uh, when I first started buy, uh, buying bottles, um, I bought like a couple of the like $30 range bottles to just try to f- find out what I liked. And this was one of the ones I didn't enjoy as much compared to the other $30 bottles mm. from yeah. what I remember. Yeah, I think for a couple dollars extra, you know, for 30 35 you can probably get something a little bit nicer than 27 yeah. 28 this like 22 bucks i think you're gonna have a nice bottle i just think it's a little overpriced but that's yeah. just me i'm cheap yeah <laughs> i agree any uh, closing thoughts before we finish up the bourbons portion of the show uh, let's see distiller gives this a 3.48 out of five stars apparently i wouldn't know if i'm gonna go if i go that far but okay yeah it's a little high for me uh, i mean if it depends on what you like to if you like the heaven hill funk and i don't know <laughs> <Heaven Hill> funk. <laughs> what does that mean i'm sorry what's the heaven hill yeah. funk just how they, they usually have like this uh this what i can't even think of what i'm saying like a musk or something or uh it's, the, it's just their style i mean it's just the weeded like that kind of weeded uh i don't know flavoring okay okay not too bad i'd say yeah. if you haven't had it definitely pick it up and try yeah. it nothing else it's an easy to find weeded bourbon which is not necessarily always easy to find. Uh, and it's going to be cheaper than Makers, at least I, if I remember correctly. Makers comes around 40 bucks, right? Does that sound about right? The regular Makers might be cheaper than that, but 
Maybe I'm thinking the 40, 46. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's 40. 46. Okay. Well, then it'll be appropriately priced around the same as Maker. So you get one of Maker's, get one of those, and you can have your little pair off there. I don't know what you like, yeah. But yeah. Makes sense. I think that's going to do it for the bourbon portion. I think that's actually going to do it for the show. Uh, if you stay to the end until after the credits, we do have the silent B, which is all the fun parts of the show that don't quite fit into this beards, brews, and bourbons portion. That's why it's the silent B. <laughs> if you like listening to the show, we like to hear your feedback. We have all sorts of ways to get a hold of us. We have the emails. We are at hosts at bbbpodcast.net. That's also our website. That's always in constant development or, or neglect, depending on how you like to look at it. <laughs> that's bbbpodcast.net we are on all the different ways you can listen to the show the alexas the google plays any which way you can hear it we are usually on there we do have the social medias we are on the facebook's at beards brews and bourbons we do have tweet 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 <laughs> thank tweet. you tweety 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 bird chirp 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 at us <laughs> uh it's uh, at bourbon beards on twitter Yep. You, heard you guys got a TikTok now. Yeah, we do. Thanks, Tommy. How it's, many videos uh, are on there? We have two currently as of this recording. And the TikTok is basically just a, a slimmed down version of the show where we just focus on the brews. It's fun to make. I go through a lot of beer making that uh, <laughs> awesome display. I appreciate your sacrifice. But, but yeah, we're on the TikToks and you can reach us in any of these medias and emails. And uh, if you want to throw a couple shekels our way, we do have a Patreon, Beers, Brews, and Bourbons on uh, Patreon if you want to throw us a few coins. Thank you, good sir. I'm happy to help. Uh, <laughs> all right. I am your host, Greg Scott. With me, we've got two great friends. Jay Beaverton. Tommy G. Thank you for staying through the credits and the music. We're now in the silent B. It's the part of the show that doesn't quite fit with the rest. Normally, I say normal, the silent B is a mixed bag of everything. So sometimes we've done, you know, what if, sometimes we've done multiverse. We've done, if you go to the future or the past or the future past. This week, we're actually going to be somewhat real-ish. And we're going to talk about the metaverse. And so those of you not familiar with the metaverse, it's this concept that in the near future or now, depending on what you want to think about, there's going to be like the shared virtual space where you can have a 3D environment you can walk around and share it with your friends uh, and or colleagues in a work environment. And so you're going to do a lot of stuff in VR or AR, virtual reality, augmented reality, and you're going to have this physical digital space you can manipulate and be around things. In. And that's a long way to say, it's a shared space, right? And in the shared space, you're going to want to have things to do besides work and maybe play games. And so some of this metaverse is the idea of sharing like content. If you're not familiar with like Creative Commons is a way of like creating images and music and all sorts of things. And it's a license agreement where you can, you know, say, hey, you know, we own this, but you can use it under these restrictions. And so it's a way of sharing content and material in some kind of like egalitarian way. 
Hmm. Um, You'll tear in, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a really big windup to tro- trying to zoom in or segue into. Zoom in, I get uh, it. And I say zoom in because like Zoom VR is going to be happening soon. So Zoom's going to offer like VR sessions. Uh, I didn't mention it, but Facebook, the lizard man, Mark Zuckerberg is trying to coin the metaverse and trying to rein in on it. So you have all these properties, right? You have Disney, you have Universal, you have all the different content creators of the world who own properties. And how would these interact in a metaverse, right? Because you don't want to have a barren space like Zoom. I can't imagine Zoom being super interesting without stuff in it. Or even like Second Life, which is kind of like this, kind of the idea of a metaverse, you know, it's a, it's a game where you can bring your own things into it. I think the thing is I'm getting hung up on is maybe I'm just a middle-aged guy who doesn't understand it, but because I see the, I guess I can see the, the push forward from like, okay, we had the internet to chat rooms, to games like The Sims, to even Nintendo did the Miiverse where you could create that personalized me and then walk around like the... Like with like WiiWare and stuff, and then play the games. Is that what a metaverse is, or is it something that's? It has to be. You have to be like virtually like has to include VR. No, it doesn't have to include VR. Okay. It's it's a digital shared space where you can do things in it. So right? you would say the Meverse back in like the early two thousands was a a, a metaverse because you could create an avatar or a me. They called the me's, and you'd walk around and do stuff and interact. Yeah, like maybe like a betaverse, right? You know. Mm. But, well, because right, you can interact. Would be the alpha verse through the beta verse. <laughs> all those digital characters they created, all those avatars. Like when you're playing the game, right? You're playing bowling or tennis or whatever. Those little meeples are are sitting there, and so your avatar could be in someone else's game because it's it's shared, right? This this avatar okay. is shared, and yeah, it, it's just sitting in the audience doing nothing, but it's still there. It's 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 right. not like just in your own space. It's okay. this shared content. I was telling the guys beforehand, uh, before we started the show, that my first thought about the metaverse was in sharing content. It was like way back into like the early 90s with like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. There was like this whole, you know, hoorah-rah because Bugs Bunny and, and Mickey Mouse shared the, the silver screen, which those who live under a rock, you know, <laughs> Mickey Mouse is from the house of mouse. And mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny is Warner, Warner Brothers product, and they are, like I said, frenemies at best. You know, mm-hmm. they're in actual competition with each other for, for dollars. So to have them on the, on the same screen was, was crazy, right? They were able to work some kind of contract in such and such a way that they could be there and, and we could, as an audience, mm-hmm. can enjoy them together. Okay. Fast forward to like eh, a couple of years ago, and we have Ready Player One you know, uh, for a film reference, another film reference, which has all the shared content. If we're looking at the book, you have like DeLoreans and you have uh, Firefly and you have the Millennium Falcon and you have any kind of sci-fi fantasy product you could think of. It was also heavy on like retro gaming and like Atari was mentioned, Pac-Man is in it and you have to work through these challenges, but you use these products that belong to companies to do it. So again, I know you're saying that it's hard to translate to the screen because it's harder to get that licensing from what i'm hearing is that you want or you would like to see an augmented world with all of these at your fingertips but maybe I don't know, involving like in store purchases or in game purchases that you could buy these things and have them as part of your profile but you'd have to or or, or trade give them your information and they would use you for maybe advertising in the said game or whatever is that kind of where you're headed with that fuck if i know <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Uh, it's kind of like this shared virtual licensing type of thing where kind of cut through like some of the the red tape of you know trying to get all this licensing and separate things and it's kind of it seems like it has this more of a shared shared type of thing but yeah i just don't know how how that's going to work between you know different companies and stuff yeah i would see more companies trying to make their own kind of metaverse and have and get the licensing from various sources themselves because i could easily see microsoft doing it with their own products like with because i know they just bought bethesda so they can pull gaming stuff from there and i could see people them like trying to reach out more to gamers and vloggers and vtubers and youtubers and twitch streamers to get them on their platform while Facebook would do more of a marketplace type of thing, but you'd still have like maybe their own smaller, maybe like uh, AR mobile games that you could play. And I would see that competition kind of blowing up more than just one shared Oasis type of deal from Ready Player One. Yeah, I mean, that's probably how it all shake out. But, you know, I have hope. Like you look at Fortnite and they have, you know, Batmans and daredevils and i don't know they have all sorts of random cross promotions with whatever's current and new and hot yeah. which means they're, they're touching a bunch of different licenses to be in the game now i don't know how long they're there for what you're actually doing with them mm-hmm. uh because i may be a little too old to play Fortnite or not but yeah greg scott's older than 12 years old but they they do offer a glimpse into what it can be you know i mean everyone yeah. wants to make money we, we know we understand that but we also I don't know. I don't want to live in a desert or the walled gardens that, you know, uh, Google and Apple have created for us, like at least for content wise. And, and yeah, I know we're, we're splitting hairs because I mean, we had one Netflix and now we have what, eight streaming services now, 10 streaming more, services. More, way more than that. My, yeah. my Amazon Fire Stick has at least 30 apps on it. Okay. Yeah. So that's fragmenting the market, but that's only for, I guess, that's only for like one-way consumption, right? You're not playing a game. You're watching TV. or whatever. Although Netflix is getting into gaming. <laughs> yeah, Netflix they, is getting into gaming. They want into gaming? Yeah, well, they, they see the money that Twitch is making or like Twitch, like other streamer, streaming services are getting from it. So they, get, they, get, they, want, they want their cut. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'll be, I'll be interested to see, especially if they get like retro gaming on there. I'll be, maybe they could compete with the Switch. Like if you download their kind of games onto there, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, even Sony PlayStation, they're starting to do some crossplay with you know Xbox, which is like unheard of. You know, mm-hmm. five years ago would never yeah. happen. I think I think there's room for it. It's just like, you know, how much money will everyone invest into it and and you know share these resources or not? I don't know. Who would be two unlikely bedfellows for content that you like to see? You know, being friends. So that goes back to. Warner Brothers and Disney, which hate each other, yet somehow found some common ground for a film. Or so, what would be two? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be you know TV studios or movie studios and two competitors. Just two unlikely bedfellows to getting together to share the metaverse. I have one. I can't think of the other one. For for one, Apple. If Apple could work with anybody, Apple maybe Apple and Google. If those two could get on the same page and try to work something out, they could probably do something that would be massively massively large on that scale but at this point they wouldn't do it because they're direct competitors with each other with phones and app stores and all that stuff so that probably be my two 
giant companies that are kind of ag- ag- antagonistic towards each other. Yeah, they they certainly have the the wealth and resources and offshore capital to, mm. to make that happen. You know, whatever they wanted to happen. Yeah, yeah. Some of the obvious ones are like you know, DC, Marvel type of the owners of those two type of things, where you could do crossover stuff and like expand. No, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like the MCU and the DCU getting together and because again they've done crossovers before but they've never really there'll be like one comic where like the justice league will battle the avengers or something or or, or something like that but yeah it's expanding it would be, like yeah yeah I well haven't see. they done like uh like wasn't star trek in like one of those comic books as yeah well? dc uh star trek and marvel because the x-men yeah. i know the x-men have been featured in a couple comic books with star trek and then i think like other comics like star trek crossed over with doctor who at one point you saw because you saw like the Borg teaming up with the Cybermen, and you saw like Picard with the uh, I think the eleventh Doctor with Matt Smith's Doctor to, to try to fight that. So yeah, diff- yeah, yeah, kind of like along those entertainment company lines, or like a local thing like Universal and Disney type of thing, making a huge park or some like advancing the you know technology. They both have their own kind of uh, I don't know focus and stuff. That'd be yeah. crazy. That'd be a huge. Disney Universal Park. Yeah. yeah, if they did their own online metaverse park where you could combine Disney and Universal. Like you see, you would see Harry Potter characters in the Magic Kingdom or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're both be, magic. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I guess my only IP I'm interested in seeing mashed up with something else is Tron, because like that's like the original. They're building a Tron park in Disney. Are they really? Yeah. yeah. It's it's gonna be behind uh it's gonna be in Tomorrowland. It's gonna be because I know I work around there, and I see it behind Space Mountain, the kind of the coasters. The old racetrack is going to be there. There's a uh, Tron, I think. So oh, it's going to be light bikes. Yeah, that's awesome. That'd be interesting. Because it's, I think they they own that that because it's on Disney Plus. I think Tron is. So I think yeah, it was no, there. It was their movie, wasn't it? Yes, in a roundabout way. The first one, and then definitely the second one. Tron okay. Legacy. So yeah, there you go. I think a new TV series is coming out too. Plus, I'd like to see I'd like to see Atari come back and kind of be in modern gaming, like through like either Microsoft or Sony or just somebody like pick them up and maybe even modernize their games or just bring them. Even Nintendo, Nintendo, if Nintendo and Atari kind of did something yeah. together. Well, I mean, Atari has been owned by so many different companies. Like I don't even know legally where it stands. Like who actually owns the properties anymore? They've been turned over and shredded and sub, you know, subprime mortgaged <laughs> to all mm, these different groups. Right. So, yeah, I like to see Atari and Nintendo do something together and like create this retro platform. That'd be kind of a cool. Yeah. Mesh. Yeah. Something we're seeing more is the crossover play and stuff and uh, maybe crossover like uh, gaming, trying to expand the, the player base and technologies going into the games and stuff that would be in the gaming world i know going back to apple they're still going to have to because they're having problems with their people on their apps having because like apple's taking a big cut of the money that that they're getting i know there's a judgment like kind of against them that they that they did they ruled in apple's favor that they could do that but they're going to revisit it and they they have to give them options because i know epic which is again fortnite they complain that that too much of their subscriber money was going to to apple but then the judge said well you have to give them an alternative 
I guess I've, I'm just riffing off the top of my head from what I heard about is that you have to give them an alternative to be able to, you can either pay through this way or pay through that way, not necessarily give it all to Apple at first, something like that. So they're having kind of an issue with their, their app. And I've heard other app developers kind of being mad at Apple for taking such a big chunk and not helping, but then selling them with all these rules. So I think Apple would have to kind of grow itself out of that to be able to work well with anybody. Yeah, that's definitely not the Apple way. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. And they, but I just don't understand why they, maybe they are worried about the future of uh, making money, I guess, why they have to keep the reins on so much. But I mean, Android doesn't worry about that. So I don't understand why they have to be all tight-fisted about it, but whatever. Because Apple, fuck you. Steve Jobs way, <laughs> <laughs> the way of jobs. The way of jobs, yeah. I think the multiverse or the metaverse is definitely interesting. I'm going to uh, look into it more. Um, yeah, I can definitely see it coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting concept. It's, it's nebulous still, I think, but it's, it's still interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I think we've beaten that to death. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that horse is, <laughs> it's been dead quite some time now. Audience, we, we appreciate you taking the meandering path of the metaverse with us. And as we, try to understand it and think about it. Yeah, let us know if, if, if you have listened all the way through this and you want us to do more rambling topics, let us know, either through Twitter or through the email or whatever, so, so we know what to do and what not to do. So, I mean, we'll, I mean, we can ramble for hours about random stuff if you want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, as always, we like hearing from you. So, yeah, if you got to drop, drop us a line if something, uh, you have a burning silent bee you want to hear about yeah. us ramble through. Please. We'll research it. I'll do the research for like five minutes before the show. <laughs> I did research, but you Googled it for five minutes? Yeah, research. Yeah. I Wikipedia it. Wikied it. I Wikied it. There you go. Yeah. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. I'm your host, Greg Scott, who is slightly intoxicated, but not. Uh, I'm Jay. I'm getting there slowly. Tommy G. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, thanks for coming back, man. I appreciate it. Coming back. Yep, All right. Later, it. folks.